we are back with installment two of your NBA draft preview special. Joining me today, Nico Miotello and Kendall Hall. Yep. Gentlemen, how y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Kendall? I'm good, man. Good. Just ready to get this shit. Be ready to get started today. All right. So we are talking about the back end of the lottery. So your teams that were in those playing games and those teams that were kind of middling all year, there might be hope for you in this particular installment of the draft preview special. So what we're going to do is we're going to do so at 6 through 14, and then we are like how many weeks away from the draft, uh, Kendall? I think it's 17 days. I know that. 16? Okay. 17? So we're going to have to condense the last couple as far as that's concerned or work. Actually, maybe do double duty the week of the draft because we are doing podcasts, a mock. That's the way. Right? We're doing a mock. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we are definitely pulling back the curtain a little bit. If you listen to this podcast, if you are a QP Nation day one, this Mm -hmm. is the day that you guys have been waiting for. We will have live reaction on the draft as it goes. I have my two analysts here. We will go ahead and do that in the green room. Spotify, you know. And by the way, Spotify, if you're listening, it's not going to take $196 to get me and get my crew. I'm just saying, (laughs) I don't need that. I mean, we can build that, you know, partnership, marriage, that sort of thing. But we're doing it in the green room. So we will give you details on that as it comes to fruition, as it gets closer to the draft. Kendall will have hot takes. You will be able to slander him about his Jalen Green take especially if you're a Houston fan or a Cleveland fan, because nine times out of ten, one of your teams is going to pick them. That's what's coming up in the next couple weeks. I'm excited to start this week. Number six on the board, who we got, and then who should that team pick since they are outside what I consider the Garden of Eden for this draft class. I'll start with this. I think that this next tier here gets a lot of a lot of hate, but uh, there's a guy at the top of this tier who I think maybe belongs in the conversation with the other dudes. And for me, that's Moses Moody. I think that dude has top flight defensive upside that where he can slide his feet with guards and he's got the size to defend bigs on perimeter players, obviously exclusively bigger guys might push him around a bit, but besides that, he's pretty much got all you want. And while I'm not sure on his creation upside offensively, he can get to the rim and stuff like that for sure, but he can't really create for others. The shooting is top flight. The, the the whole 3 and D thing, like this is the perfect 3 and D prospect every team should be looking for. I, I like Moses Moody. Moody Moody's Moody's good, but I, I, I just don't I think there's I think there's a guy that just has a little more upside based off what he did in the combine. And 
And with that, I, I like I like Keon Johnson just a little bit more. <laughs> just a little bit more. This has um, got to be spicy. Give me I, 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 I like him more just because he's more athletic. He's a just just more athletic when it comes to his game. I like him a lot more. Um, I know he's not the three and D guy right now, but I think he's the he's going to bring the defensive side as soon as he steps in. Okay, so what have we said all playoffs? If you are a a really good defensive player. And you are in front of a all-world offensive player. You're not going to stop them. You're not going to stop them. You're going to make them less efficient, but you're not going to stop them. Are we putting too much emphasis on defense? And I'm a defensive guy. I don't like just sieves on defense. That's not my thing. If you're an Ole guy... That's not my guy. But are we overvaluing what a defensive player brings to the table when it comes to the number six overall pick in the NBA draft? I I understand that feeling, and I personally have always been someone who doesn't believe that we can project defense very well for a uh, college player. So I understand that side of it. Also, uh, offense is definitely more important for um, In my grading that comes out on the website that you guys will all see, um, that you'll see that offense constitutes for me for 50% of the grade and defense only 30% of the grade. So I think I think there that shows the difference. But why I think Moody is a little different in this way is that his offensive game is so complimentary. He's portable in a, almost any situation. And his defensive game is in what kind of the most important thing you want right now. I know a big is the most valuable defensive position, but you can't find a wing defender like Moses almost any. And he's a guy who I think is going to step into the league ready to play at that kind of level. All right. So here's what I had somebody tell me last night. Um, Moses Moody has excellent mid-range. Excellent. Pro level right now. He does have enough in his bag to get to that spot as well. I'm not saying that he is a Kyrie Irving or someone <laughs> like a James Bonight who has Book Knight who has a, a you know pretty pretty uh decent little handle. Um or Sharif Cooper, right? Sharif Cooper would be like the best one of the best ball handling guards coming out, correct, as far as handle. Yeah, yeah in this yeah, I give him the hands. All right. So Moody also hit is literally dead ass precision when it comes to pick and roll and he's a ball handler. Okay? He didn't have a big sample size of it. And here's the thing. The reason why he didn't have a big sample size of it is they didn't run a lot of pick and roll. So he's very adept at it. 
his his uh his his evaluation in private workouts is that he is legit right now a expert ball handling pick and roll guy. Yeah, if if that's true, then he's absolutely in that tier with those top guys. And like, if I would have seen more of that on tape, there a hundred percent chance I'd have him over a guy like Scotty Barnes. There, there's even a chance I'd have him over a guy like Jalen Suggs. Like, that's a super valuable player in my mind. Uh, I, I yeah, I think. I think Moses Moody is a guy who could step in and have a major impact. He's also so young and has a frame that looks like it could add some size as well. Maybe not even with him like working out a bunch, but just with him aging naturally, he's going to fill out more. So I think I, man, I think that guy could be special. How tall do you think Moses Moody is? Uh, off the top of my head, six six. Try six four. Six four. Okay, yeah, but his wingspan is crazy. Yes, his wingspan is seven. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Do you want to? That's like you, him playing you, the two is what I think is ideal, and you, being able to guard uh, ones and threes as well. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. This is why he's never going ahead of my guy sucks. I had a scout tell me yesterday that uh, yeah. they wish that he had a little more Colin Sexton, Reggie Jackson in him. Mm. Yeah, he, fair. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's very selective with his shot. Mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. say it that way. Not, not, yeah. not unconfident in his shot. Uh-huh. But uber selective, like mm-hmm. to a point where it's to his detriment. Yeah, I think, well, a part of the reason for that is he doesn't really show like the ability to get to his spots when he has the ball as much as you'd like. And that's kind of why I thought his upside was limited to more of a not not necessarily a role player, but more of a complementary offensive player. Um but but if you're saying like he's got this pick and roll ball handling upside and stuff as well, that's a way for him to get to his shots far more often. And him being selective is like if he's doing that, he's going to just find himself in a situation to take those good, efficient looks like 10, 15 times a game. OK, Kendall, sell me on Keon Johnson. And why should we picking this dude? Well, I, I, I'm picking this guy not, not just based off the top, but just based off where who's going to be picking at this spot. Okay, he he might not be the most talented guy on the board at this point, but a guy that athletic, I feel like that athletic at six five is what so many teams just want so much. They, they want it so much because you give me a 6'5 guy that's athletic with a decent wingspan, I can teach him, okay, you need to – this is how you play defense. I can teach him a jumper, especially if he knows at least the basics of the game, which I feel Keon Johnson knows the basics of the game. So it's not 
he doesn't have to, they don't have to teach him as much as some other athletic guys in this draft that we will talk about later. Uh, so I will say one word to you. Hold on, hold on, Nico. I will say one word to you. Actually, not one word. Lou Dort. Number six is OKC. Yeah, I know. Where where does Lou Dort fit into that? I mean, does anything OKC pick fit? They're just drafted. They don't care about. Fit. They're just drafted. Where you're telling me that Keon, his his value, where his value is, is on the defensive side of the ball. I'm gonna t- the pushback if I'm the GM. Like if you're the scout right now and I'm the GM and the and you say, I just saw this guy. He's incredible. He's he's gonna translate to the NBA. He has wow. His defensive principles are locked in and and all of that. I'm gonna tell you we got Lou, we got Lou Dort. Did you go find me somebody who can get me a bucket? Not a sim. No, I don't think there's there's no one here that I think really can get a bucket at this point in this draft. I don't think there is that guy right now. And if there is, he's too far to reach to get. Ah. The, yeah, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. There's not really a straight bucket getter. But I, I kind of think Keon Johnson is a reach at this point, personally. Uh, I don't really get the defensive upside. Like, <clears throat> watching his defensive film, a lot of the stuff you criticize Jalen Green about, I see, like, in spades with Keon Johnson. Like, try, just trying to jump passing lanes using his athleticism. Not really being able to, like, fully engage with the ball handler when he's playing in on-ball situations. Like, I I see that all over when I'm watching his his film personally, like I, I think he's more of an end of the lottery, maybe even uh, falling further into the late teens. Personally, he is we'll he see. is still high. I mean, I I do see him in mocks like that. I'm just looking at fit for yeah. OKC. I just don't. When it comes to OKC, I don't think they even look at fit. I don't think they, and OKC they don't have a position listed for any of their guys on the team. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I see what you were saying with Lou Dort, uh, being being that kind of player, but Lou Dort kind of part of what makes him so good is you can kind of put him on the floor at any position. All he's going to do on offense is just go stand in a spot, essentially. Defensively is where he brings you that immense value. So I I think Lou Dort, like you could play SGA, uh, Keon Johnson, and Lou Dort all together pretty easily. So that that I don't have as big of a problem with. the. I I just... I don't know what Keon Johnson does well enough to be considered over some of the other guys who I think have immense upside at this point. Well, I'll tell you what one scout told me about Keon Johnson is this. He said that uh, if Keon Johnson matures, all the physical gifts stay, he matures, he you know works on his shot, they feel that he's going to be like, Jalen Green elite. Uh, yeah, I 
I don't know about all that. I think for me to be that high on Keon Johnson, I'd need to see him do at least one of those skills right now at a similar level to Jalen Green. And I'm not sure what he does other than like you, you could argue finish at the rim, but I don't even think that's true because Jalen Green has so much more power. Sure. Keon Johnson can like match his aerial acrobatics, but I don't think he's going to go through bigs the same way that Jalen Green can. So you, it's just so much projection. And for me at this point in a draft, like this high in, in the middle of the like, Six, seven, eight—that kind of stuff. Are, I, I just don't know. Also, the the vertical kind of has some question marks about it. Like, if you at, go look into it, his standing reach was measured a lot lower than would make sense for his arm length plus height. So they could have mismeasured him and then put his vertical higher than it actually was. It was for sure, uh, like crazy jump it might maybe he even set the record i just don't think the guy got 48 inches off the floor i'll say this last thing and then i'm done he is when my player comp for me looking is is the trail sprewell that's what he's gonna be Mm. do you think he has that kind of handle i think so yeah, see, that's that's a projection for me, too. Maybe I have to go back and watch the film closer because I, I feel like I watched a different prospect. And, Nico, what would you would you what would you take a guess is uh, Moses Moody's comp? You don't have to be too crazy with it. Just, you know, you can give me like a range. You can say he he's uh he's Mitch Richmond to I don't know. uh Who's a uh, guard now that does almost nothing? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. There's a lot he's, of Landry Shamit. Nah, nah, he's okay. Uh, defensively, I kind of see him as like this is obviously the higher end. Uh, the higher end outcome, but defensively, he reminds me a little bit of Clay Thompson. <clears throat> Offensively, like what what he's shown at Arkansas is a little reminiscent of a guy like maybe JJ Redick or so, someone like that, just someone who's moved around to get their shots. Uh, he does more at the rim than your typical uh, three point spacer, though. I don't really have. Uh, a great comp off the top of my head. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that one. All right. We're going to move on to the Bay Area. Shout out to our boy Keyshawn holding it down in the Bay. Um, Golden State is going to be on the clock. We hope that Clay is really healthy and that we get to see Clay and Steph and the Splash Brothers reunited and it feels so good. So, if that's going to happen, what is Golden State doing at seven? I want to start with this, okay? This is where Moses Moody goes. This right here is where he goes. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of I agree. I think uh, a guy who both of us have a little lower in Kaminga is going to go up higher. So Moses Moody is going to slip down 
perfectly state. If they don't trade the pick, like I can't see how they don't take him. Um, I I don't I still I still haven't said John Kamiga's name. Um, but Moses Moody. I, neither have right I to be to be uh, uh, he's lower for me too now. And since we've already talked about him, I'm just gonna say this. I feel like a better comparison to him. If he hits Robert Covington, but with a little bit more scoring ability with the ball is there. He's not as big as Robert Covington. Not even close. Play style wise. Okay. Play style wise. Right. He's gonna get that first. Huh. I'm not giving a comp for size of it. I'm just saying. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I think his shot is a little bit better than Covington's, but I I agree with that comp overall. He's also a little smaller, so like Covington can kind of play the five. The Rockets tested that theory at least, and Moody I don't really think could get maybe if he grows uh, thicker than I'm anticipating. I think he's a one through three perimeter type defender. Um. I don't think you really want Moses Moody switching onto a four or five, but I think his offensive upside, because I think you can get him to be more aggressive. I think, I think on the right team. And I think actually Kendall, I agree with your take. I think him going to golden state would actually unlock him a little bit because he play a more free flowing offense. And he's the guy. And I'm, I'll say this. I don't know what Golden State is doing. I do know that they're, that is not where they're looking, and that is where they should be looking. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I feel like on draft day, they're going to have to have a come-to-Jesus moment, moment and just take the, the, play, the obvious player, uh, hopefully at least. <laughs> So, if Kendall has Moses Moody going to Golden State, who do you have going to Golden State, Nico? Well, I I, I think Moses Moody going to Golden State is probably uh, the right bet. But on my big board for who I sl- slotted in at the seventh spot where they'd pick would be the guy we talked about last week, Alpernance uh, Shangun. He is, uh, like, like I mentioned, he's dynamic offensive player. He's fit physically so strong um the the biggest problem i had overall with his evaluation is the fact he doesn't really have to fight for to get in position for the entry pass he's just so much like faster and stronger than the guys in the turkish league that he he can get there easily so in the nba that could end up sapping some of the his energy that he has all game long but overall like he's he's uh got such great touch inside he's so strong as a finisher he can pass well especially on the break and he he does some passing out of the post i wish he did a little bit more of that but his shooting form looks great and should only improve when he's in the league and then defensively like right now he can kind of slide into that Jokic style role he's not he he'd need to add heft, but at this size, he actually also has some upside to be a switch defender. 
he showed that a little bit in the Turkish league and he, he's not going to be chasing guards or anything crazy like that, but he, he might be able to uh, go with some of your slower wings. Um, Overall, actually, Golden State for him would be a great pick if they if they stuck at this spot and Moses Moody ended up going higher. But uh, yeah, okay. yeah, I love the guy. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we not know who the Warriors are? I know this is talking about Prescott. Yeah, the yeah. Warriors, they're, that, they're not the Warriors draft, the Warriors taking him with Lily just that's, yeah, he he's just like the seventh best player yeah. on my. I wouldn't yeah. actually project okay. to go there okay. unless unless they traded Wiseman or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get that. All right. So far, we got Keon Johnson from Kendall going to OKC. We have Moses Moody going to OKC from Nico. And then on the seventh slot, we got Moses Moody going to Golden State. I like that a lot. I like that for the Bay or Alpernan Sangoon, which I would think at that point, the Golden State Warriors, we would hear Adam Silver say, we have a trade at the number yeah. seven slot or we'll have that stupid hat thing. By the way, I'm going to go on my rant right now. This is it. This is my rant. I need three minutes right now. Yo, NBA, y'all got to fix that. I'm just letting you know that's the dumbest thing on the face of the planet. I know you've heard it before. I know you're all like, well, we can't announce the trade. And th- technically, he's part of this uh, organization. No, he is not. You're putting that kid in a really uncomfortable situation. He knows exactly where he's going. He knows he's literally a thousand miles away from the stupid hat that he has on his head. So if you can go ahead and please just save the dumb, like, oh, the league year, the league clock hasn't started yet, and we really can't put them on the team, and, you know, it's a transaction. Dude, I'm going to lose my stuff, okay? I'm going to lose it a lot because I think there might be some trades in this draft. And I'm going to see dudes with hats that they're not even thought of with that organization. And I do, I do not want to see like my guy, Scotty Barnes, wearing like a Golden State hat if he's been traded to like San Antonio. I'm not saying yeah, it's going to yeah. happen, but I do not mm-hmm. want to see that at all. Yo, to be honest, I kind of love the the whole hat thing just because of the unintentional comedy looking back at the photos years later. Just seeing these guys who are synonymous with other franchises wearing a hat for some stupid team, it's uh, it makes me laugh every time. So I, I get a kick out of those. But I totally agree that these are 18-year-old kids for the most part. 18, 19, 20, who don't like it. it. It's the most, it's the biggest day of their life, and they don't need that added stress. And you have Maria Taylor or Rachel Nichols with a mic in your face. So you're going to Charlotte. How do you feel? Um, yeah, great city. I never worked out for them. You know, I didn't yeah. know they were on the radar. 
and his agent is like waving him down, going, like, Yo, "You're not going. You're not going." Yeah, yeah the worst one ever was Mikhail Bridges, man. When he thought he was going to Philadelphia, and he oh. was so excited because his mom worked for the team. And then they fucking shipped him off to Phoenix. And the kid looked devastated sitting there. Like, obviously, it's worked out for him. that He's looking like a stud in the finals. He can't guard Giannis, but, I mean, who can? But uh, it, it was really sad for him that night. All right. Now, that's my rant. I'm over. So, Orlando is on the board again at number eight. Uh, thanks to Chicago. Thank you, Chicago. Thank you for overvaluing what Nikola Vukovic can do. Thank you for <laughs> giving, really giving stupid, 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 uh, not putting draft protections on your pick. You couldn't go like top 15 protected, bro. You were that confident. You really were that confident that you were just going to drop Vooch in the middle of a Levine hurricane and those two were going to figure it out? Shots off to Chicago. So Orlando gets another pick. And Kendall, what or whom is going there? Say go. I'll probably say go. Yeah, I mean, they need a big can get a bucket they want to try something they want to get tested because no one knows we don't know what they're doing i say goon's a guy i mean um nico you already explained what say goon brings yeah he brings all that when it comes to offense defense um i'm just gonna let it know now for the first three four years he's gonna be god off I think uh, he's got upside to be better than that, but I I agree that that's a likely outcome. Yeah, I gotta say, going going to the Magic. I do have one question for you. After what happened with uh, their bigs that they've drafted, drafting this high, drafting a big this high, do you think? That they have the stomach to take Alpernant Sangoon. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of what the guys they have been drafting. The guys they have been drafting were tall, linky, defensive, high defensive guys that come in and can play defense. That's already hard enough to ask for the center's position. So if they got a guy that's the center and it's the complete opposite, is an all offensive guy, no defense, I think they make that move. I think, man, I think he could be better than Vucevic. And, like, if you get a player who at least has the upside to be better than the dude you traded away and Wendell Carter and another first-round pick, like, a nice piece of business for the manager. Nico, who do you have going to the happiest place on earth? Uh, Okay, so... I, it would be contingent on who they picked first, right? And who do you? Who did fifth, you have going there last week? At, well, I, I had my fifth ranked player as Scotty Barnes, but I I'm not sure they would actually take that dude at five. Okay, on a, in a perfect I world, think, they took Scotty Barnes. Who are you taking with this pick? <laughs> that that become that becomes hard. If that, they took Scotty Barnes, I might be trading it away because the 
Like they already have Jonathan Isaac and the next three players I have kind of play a similar position. But uh, the dude I have slotted in as my eighth ranked player is another guy we talked about last week and Jonathan Kaminga. And I just think there's no way you could have both him and Scotty Barnes to, together on a team because they're the same dude essentially. And Jonathan Isaac, that would be that team would be chaos. But um, Jonathan Kaminga, like we were talking about, he has the ups, the upside to maybe be a creator as well as defensive potential he's just he kind of the same conversation we were having about keon johnson earlier he's got all those skills he just needs uh needs to string them together okay i'm just gonna lay out uh kendall the floor is yours all right so we'll we'll move on to the next guy sorry no 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 no. your 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 take on on jonathan kamiga sir oh you oh, oh i forgot about him oh god Oh God, Jesus! I'm sorry. Okay, first off, Nico, I thought you had him lower than I had him. Having him uh, this high is is slanted. Eight, eight. No, 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 no. He shouldn't even be. He shouldn't even be top ten. He shouldn't even be top twelve. the dude has like he's so long oh my goodness i understand <laughs> i understand he hasn't shown very many skills to be at the, an nba level yet but realistically the way i'm looking at it is this dude reclassified last minute uh if you think about if you think about it he should have been now coming into the season he'd be going into before the draft and i think well, coming into next year like with that added year of development, he could be equal to some of the guys at the top of that class. There's there's a few scary dudes in that class, so I don't want to name names. But you, I overall, this dude just as he fills out and gets more talented, I think I think he could be a great player. It's not guaranteed, but with a bonus first round pick like the Orlando has, I wouldn't mind taking the shot. Yeah, I wouldn't mind picking him, but when it comes to the player. Like the players in this draft, he doesn't, he's nowhere near the talent level or potential talent level of any of these guys in mm-hmm. the top 15 today. I mean, look at his offensive game. He can't dribble, he can't shoot. I think he can dribble a little bit. He can't shoot, though. His turnover to assist ratio is it, it's two assists to three turnovers. What can he do with the ball of his hand? He's well, proven that he can't do anything. Yeah, he turns the ball ball over a lot, but that's that, like I had mentioned before. I'm not worried about turnover rates for young players. Uh, it like a lot of kids need to learn how to clean that kind of stuff up, and that's the thing that we've seen time after time. Players clean up at the pro level. It's one of the most teachable things. Okay, let's say he can dribble. Okay, he has dribble potential. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't finish at the rim stroll. He has uh, no middle. Yeah, he has no jumper. So, yeah, he's athletic, but you don't see the athleticism when he's driving. Yeah, yeah, you you're teaching him everything. That's that's the thing. Like, if he comes in and plays like he played this last, like in the G League, his old career, this dude is going to be out of the league, like at Anthony Bennett like speed. 
but I I just think I kind of believe in just the the talent the guy has to fill up. There is no talent though. Like there is no talent. There, there's nothing he does on the basketball court that's like that's why I want him. I think yeah. the passing and dribbling is at a higher level than you, and I think he he has the moves that he can get in into his shot easily but he needs to clean up his mechanics for sure and or and also learn how to use his athleticism a little more at the rim but like some of the moves he does at the rim are smart but like the the stuff he does he makes easy shots hard on himself and i i just think a lot of this stuff is coaching and he doesn't make easy shots hard. He just doesn't know how to put the ball in the basket. No, man. He goes up and he'll How have do you a, make a hook shot or a layup hard? He, well, yeah. he'll have a clear path to the to the hoop, and he decides to do a double clutch because he's worried about a defender who's coming and who's five feet behind him, and he doesn't have, if he just dumps the ball, then that's two points. But instead, he tries to do like a double clutch up and under, reverse layup and shit like that all the time. He believes, I think, a little too much in his skills with the ball. And if like he just starts making the simple play more and more and more. And that's the same thing with the shooting. Like he can't, he shouldn't be shooting contested three pointers. Someone needs to grab a hold of this kid and shake him. You say this all the time, grab a hold of him and shake him. Yeah. I need to grab a hold and shake him guys in the big But I'm, I'm done. I don't even want to talk about him. Because uh, okay. Okay. But the, the last thing, the last thing I'll say on Kaminga is, I understand also being worried about the upside because of the way the dude acted in the G League program, but to a certain extent, I'm willing to write it off for an 18-year-old, and that that's why I still have him as a top 10 pick because I just think on like upside alone, he's he probably has the most the the most things he, he could do with his career in this draft. <laughs> Vince, you're muted. This is the last this is the last thing on Kaminga. I had a scout or somebody I won't say scout. I had a talent evaluator who's been in the league quite some time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the comp, but I'm going to give you the caveat first. Okay. All right. The first year, we're going to have to strip him down of his belief in himself. And he is going to have to gain mental toughness and competitiveness. And then year two, we can start working on the skill. That's how I felt about James Wiseman, too, now, personally. Here, but I, I get that. But here's the comp. Hmm. Sean Marion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his jump shot looks a little better than Sean Marion's. But I, I get it with everything else. It's... A, very similar player type. And I think he's got a little, maybe a little bit more of passing upside, but 
But Marianne, I guess, did here's the, really here, good to show. Here, that, was the, that was the floor. You want to know what the, the comp was? If he hits all, if he hits all oh. of them? Oh, man. Ooh. Are you ready? It's going to be crazy. Scotty Pippen. Be crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that is, that is a bonkers one. The one like, I've heard is Tracy McGrady, but the I guess similar like kind of ideas. What are y'all Scotty talking about? This is what are okay. y'all talking about? This, this is, is beyond if, dumb. This is if, the dumbest conversation I've ever been if, in. <laughs> this is if Kaminga becomes the best possible version of himself. Just based on his athletic upside alone. So, like, essentially, you that, like Ben said, you rip everything this guy's learned about basketball out of his head and you reteach it all. So, this is hypothetically if he works out at the highest level. That's the type of player. Just based on athletic upside, again. Okay. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. We can move. Yes. <laughs> We can move on to Sacramento at nine, uh, the state capital of California. The the team that has, as far as drafts, except for last year, and by the way, that was all orchestrated by one Tyrese Halliburton. So I don't give any credit to the front office of the Sacramento Kings on that. Shame on you, Washington. Well, <laughs> but you got to give them enough uh, credit for making Tyrese want to orchestrate himself to get to Sacramento. That's something they've never been able to do before. Like they ne- no one ever wants to go to the Sacramento Kings and finally someone did. So you I give them a little bit of credit for that. Until Luke Wal- Walton is fired, this slander will continue, sir. Oh man, there, they, it's just because of his contract. I, I know it. Like they don't want to fire him because they're going to have to pay another coach, and that's the only reason this dude's in the building. By the that's, way, Becky Hammond, no job. David Vanderpool, yeah. no job. Do you remember? Do you remember when Ty Lu got fired like three games into the season? I can see something like that happening for Luke Walton and them just replacing him with an assistant or like pulling some shit where they don't have a head coach all season. Just let Harrison Barnes be the head coach, please. Yeah. Okay, number nine. I've seen so many things at nine that scare me. Nico, make me feel better at nine. Uh, well, I actually think this kind of falls nicely for the Kings because my number one, uh, I guess I'd like Sangoon on that team overall, but and they've shown ability besides Hassan Whiteside to kind of find those bigs on the market. So, uh, I like the wings that are available here for them and they could use some wings. Uh, the guy I have going here is Josh Giddy. Um, they, uh, this is another initiator adding to that offense, so that might get a little hectic. But he's super athletic, uh, offensively like fearless. This dude flies into the rim every time. I'm worried he's gonna die. But just the way, like the way he dunks on in open net is is terrifying. 
the way he dunks when there's a big there is even scarier. Uh, he's got good ball vision. People have given the Ben Simmons comp, and I don't really think that's fair to either player. He's not got – he doesn't have, like, the defensive upside of a dude like Ben Simmons. He also doesn't quite have the vision of Ben Simmons. But he's also not afraid to shoot like Ben Simmons is. Hey, he's going to go to the hole every goddamn time you give that dude the ball. He, he's he got a really good kickout game, too. He, like, I like a lot of things Josh Giddy does. Hold on, hold on. I feel like we're watching two different tapes. You said he's athletic? I, I felt that way about a few prospects. You said he's athletic? No, 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 no. I, I didn't, I didn't say he's athletic. I don't think, anyways. Said if I said that, if I said that, that was, that was cap. Oh, because I swear I thought you said he's athletic and he's really good at attacking the rim. He's, he's good. He's vicious at attacking the rim. He throws every ounce of his body weight at the rim. But I wouldn't say he's athletic when he gets. I think you might be watching the wrong tape, Nico. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but if you told me Josh Giddy is a attacking the rim, I, oh, okay. you, you man! I've seen this guy dunk so hard he almost falls on his head. Wait, wait, what? You seen him dunk? <laughs> you haven't seen Josh Giddy dunk, have you? We may might actually be watching different tapes then. Nico, Nico, Nico. Nico, you said Josh Giddy. Okay, save this clip. We we need to we need to Nico need to talk about this because you're saying forget the rest of the draft board, forget the rest of the draft. Let's just talk about Josh Giddy right now. Okay, here we go. You're saying Josh Giddy dunks the ball aggressively. Well. Okay, it's not like he's gonna. Throw, I, it's not like he's gonna throw down hard with power or anything. It's just like he plays with reckless abandon, similar to like I. I can't think of a. I honestly can't think of someone who's built like him who plays this way. It, it's mostly like those physical small guards who are great athletes, like we're like we've been talking about. So I can kind of understand your confusion, but I'm not. I'm not saying this dude is gonna like yam on people, but I, I'm saying he's fearless going to the rim for sure. Like he's not. He's not worried about getting hurt ever, and I think that could end up being a bad thing. But he throws himself into other dudes like no one I've seen at his size, anyways. I, 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 I don't know what to say. It sounds like there's a, if there's is there a different Josh Giddy in the world? I think there might be a different Josh Giddy in this world. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Matthew Delavadova is actually another example of a guy who throws his body into the rim in the same way. Matthew Delavadova, no one would say he is a super elite finisher or anything like that. But when he's going to the rim, you're going to feel it. No, ma- no matter who you are as a player, you're getting hit with 180 pounds of a person. And jo- Josh Giddy is a bigger, bigger person. 
Matthew Delvadova. So it's more punishing than it would be for a little guard like him. Nico, I understand what you just said. You just said a hundred. You're gonna get. A, you're gonna fill a hundred eighty pound man. Do you? I, I I actually don't know. What to, I actually don't know what to say. I truly. This might be a wilder take that you're saying than Jalen Green. I'm not gonna lie. This might be wilder than me saying Jalen Green is the third best prospect of his day. Where do you have this really? Where do you have Josh Giddy? I love Josh Giddy. I think he's the best player here, but I don't think they get him. I don't think they they get. Uh, I mean, unless they're gonna run three guys who can handle the ball and pass and somewhat shoot. Like I mean, unless they want to get fun and do that. But I think they go the safe route and get one of these forbidden guys that no one wants to get off the board. It's and I really think they're damn near the same player, so it doesn't matter which one they get. So I'm just gonna say both of their names. Corey okay. Kisper and Friend Wagner. Okay. One of those two guys are gone at this uh, point. I I agree with you on Franz Wagner. He's actually my next rated player. Uh Corey Kispert, I'm nowhere near as high on though. I think I like Franz Wagner a little bit more. So I say Franz Wagner here because I think he can't, he's going to be a little. I'm not. He's not going to be great at defense, but I think he'll be better at defense than Corey Kisp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I totally agree there. But okay, I got to get back to you, Josh Giddy. Okay, Josh Giddy's the slowest player I've ever seen in my life. Okay, first off, first off, first off, you watch yeah. Josh Giddy film. He doesn't bend his knees. When that, he runs, that is, that when, is he, true. when he's on offense, when he's on defense, he does not bend his knees but whatsoever. He doesn't, bend, he doesn't bend his knees. You're right on that one. But he has – I actually have a player comp that I'm pretty confident in for Josh Giddy, But um, a, he, a, li- a little bit of a poor man's version. But he, I'll finish my take before I give you the comp. He doesn't bend his knees. You're right on that. But he does have good footwork. And when when he's around the rim and when he's trying to get to the rim, he does know have purposeful moves with his with his feet, and he gets to where he needs to go. He can, he can finish with a little bit of touch. My player comp for him he's a he's a worse version of this player, maybe the earlier Toronto years version, but I think Demar Derozan is a pretty similar guy to Josh Giddy as a player. I swear we're not thinking about the same player. There's just no, there's just no way. There's no way we're thinking about the same player. <laughs> we're, we're I, like, in the fact that you said early DeMar DeRozan, I can see if maybe you said Spurs DeMar DeRozan. Okay, I'm fine with that. No, but no, you no, said early. Sorry, sorry, I'm thinking like when I say early DeMar DeRozan, I'm thinking the DeMar DeRozan before he really unlocked the mid-range game. And no. before... Before he would slide his feet on defense at all, because Demar eventually started to do that a little bit. I'm thinking of Demar Derozan before he reached his All Star level with the Raptors. That, that still like, isn't comparable to it, though. I, I think it, I think they're similar players, and especially not bending their knees, not bending their knees. Demar Derozan has never bent his knees in his NBA career. But DeMar DeRozan's athletic, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Josh definitely Giddy, more Josh Giddy might be the slowest player in this draft. He he's well. No, no he, he is the slowest. No, 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 no. Scotty Barnes slower than Josh Giddy, man. <laughs> like I love Scotty. What? Scotty Barnes is the slowest player. I actually, I actually don't understand what you're saying right now. What you're saying 
Nico yeah. makes yeah. absolutely no sense. It honestly makes absolutely no sense. I don't, I don't uh, understand what you're saying. He's right speaking now. Canadian. I, I, no, <laughs> no, I don't I, understand what you're. Scotty I Barnes don't. is not quick-footed. No, I love Scotty Barnes. I don't Barnes. understand what you're saying. No, 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 no. Scotty no, no. Barnes, slender. This makes no. You're saying Scotty Barnes is slower than Josh Giddy. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'd like to see them in a foot race. Josh Giddy is slower. Probably run like six and forties. Slow running. Josh Giddy is slower than say Goon. No. Josh Giddy is Josh Giddy will probably be the Josh Giddy will probably be the slowest player in this draft. Okay. <laughs> he might be the sl- he might be oh, the slowest man. player in this league. Josh Giddy's gonna be the slowest player in this damn league. Kyle I'm sorry. I'm mad now. No, I'm mad now. I'm, I'm no so way. upset. I'm so upset. First off, you're comparing him to Athletic DeMar DeRozan. Second of okay, off, you're I'm saying he's faster than Scotty Barnes. Athletic as DeMar DeRozan. Third off, you're saying he's gonna finish at the rim like he's goddamn Michael Jordan with his finesse. No, he's not what are you? What take? Dude, I'm not saying he's a great Nico. rim finisher. I'm saying he uses his physicality for his size to to a level that no other player does. He's he runs into the rim with reckless abandon and try. He's not going to like, okay, the whole Reggie Jackson theory that we always talk about the guy who steps on the floor and thinks he's going to be the best player. Josh Giddy thinks he's going to dunk on every single person he runs to the rim against. And when he's running to dunk, he thinks he's about to like have the highlight of the year and he, he'll fly to the point. I've seen this dude spin around on the rim to the point he almost fell on his head. I wish I tried to find the clip while I was sitting here and send it to you, but I couldn't. Maybe. Okay. I'm, on, I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. But I have never in my hours and hours of watching damn near every game, I have never seen this Josh Giddy. If this is what Josh Giddy is, Josh Giddy is a top five prospect. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a top five prospect because I'm not sure he'll be able to finish at the rim in the pros. I'm just saying the way he uses his body at the rim is like makes up for some of his size. He finishes like someone bigger than him, maybe maybe a 210-pound player, hypothetically. Could he be a facilitating Mike Miller? I, I'm not. I I get the I get the comp in the way they play, but I'm not sure his shooting is ever going to reach that kind of level where he can just be a knockdown guy. I like his stroke to a certain extent, but it's there is some jank to it. I just I I don't think I know basketball anymore at this point. <laughs> I just, uh, I truly, truly, I don't think I know about. If this is what Josh Giddy is, we must I, have watched different games, man. Like that's the only explanation I have. Maybe I should send you a game. You send me a game, and then we'll no. see if we come to a compromise. We're gonna fix this in a couple months because I'm getting synergy for you guys because you guys don't play well together. <laughs> no, because it, no, I don't get what he's saying, Josh. I, I, yeah, I under. That's why I'm saying we must have watched different games because I watched that guy go to the rim with a bandit multiple times. With a bandit? This is MJ. No, this isn't MJ. Okay, MJ, you're. I th- that's the. Th- okay, he's messing up the definition. What he's yeah. saying is like, okay, 
you know how like quirky like Manu is, right? Like I'm not saying he's skilled like Manu. Well, I'm talking about the quirkiness, like just the herky jerkiness. And okay, put it this way: if Jokic could get off the ground, right? Right? Like if Jokic could get off the ground with some of those herky, you know, with all that herky jerkiness that he has to him, it's not. It's not fluid. It's not pretty. Sometimes it looks like he forgot what, he, like he was midair and he forgot what he was doing. Right? Yeah. That's Josh yeah. Giddy. Yeah. But as far as willingness and as far mm-hmm. as tenacity to go to the rim, oh, my man is all world. I'll give you, I'll give you a fighting analogy, Kendall. Josh Giddy is like a welterweight that's willing to go and punch a heavyweight in the face. The heavyweight might beat the hell out of him, but the dude is going to get back up and punch the heavyweight every every single time. And I I seen him do that time and time again. I at the rim anyways. Besides that, he doesn't play with that same kind of aggressiveness in the game. It's just that he thinks he can dunk on. Well, here, here's my thing. If he goes to Sacramento, you know, I mean, he definitely is playing the three right now because there's no way he can stick with a card. Like, there's oh, yeah. no way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think he has to be a three. And that's, they, that's and they need to go get a rim protector for him. Well, I, I like Rashawn Holmes. If they he's not going to be home. there. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know he's not going to be there. I the I, it, it would need to be signed and trade. I think he's going to have big salary demands, and he only fits, I think, on a good team for the most part, or a team with good guards, rather. Okay. Well, <laughs> Nico. <laughs> Woo. Kendall was upset. All right. <laughs> Sacramento <laughs> is on the clock. Kendall, you're the GM. Who are we putting in that slot? My brain is broken. Well, my brain is my brain is. Go get your IT is. expert and fix that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Jesus. We're on the Kings. I thought I said the Kings. I was saying Franz Wagner, the core kids. I think they're the right, same player. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Okay, give me a little bit on Franz Wagner because I'm going to tell you right now, I was not excited about the tape that I saw. Um, Obviously, I did see the UCLA game. I saw that poor performance. I did not want to hold it against him. I saw a lot of games where he faded in and out of games. I do like the young man's confidence. I think that he has the prototypical size of of a wing. I think he has that capability. He knows how to play the game. His brother plays in the league. So give me the give me the best version as far as traits when it comes to Franz Wagner. Um I think he's a pretty versatile three four. Uh, I truly think so. I think he he's the definition of what you want in a three four in the modern NBA. Um you think he can play the four? I I'm not saying he can't. I just am not sure I saw that. I think he can play three or four. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I believe he can. Um, 
Uh, he's a he's a decent enough rebounder. I mean, he he's a pretty strong guy for what he looks like. Um, and I mean, if you want to talk about fundamentals, I mean, he he really has to me all the basics down. I watch his I watch his tape. I know Vince is gonna like this. He boxes out his man every every time. I see him box out his man. He's he's. And I mean, he. And I think he's one of the guys where I mean, once he gets the rebound, mm-hmm. he's gonna put it back up and it's gonna go back in. I mean, I just think he's one of the most boringest. He's the he's the boringest. He's the most boring player I've ever had to watch. But everything he does just says, yeah, yeah, he does it. He just uh-huh. yeah. And I'm not saying he, I don't. I don't have him being a superstar or anything like that. But for the Kings to get a guy at the th- that can play the three or the four, that's just going to be there with Tyrese Halliburton and with De'Aaron Fox. You know he's going to get he's going to get a couple catch and shoot shots. He might get it get the ball in his hand and drive real quick. Get a nice little layup in. He's going to get a couple rebounds, put it back up, be efficient at the free throw line. You know, get some good rebounds, boxing out, make it easier for the center. I think he's just the guy in this draft that's going to make everyone's life easier. He might be the guy that doesn't end up having the greatest career when it comes to stat-wise, but he's going to be the guy that I would like him on my team. He he makes the team better. He makes us better. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I I got to agree with a lot of what you said on Franz. I The strength, I might be a little bit lower on than you are, but I, I think alternatively – I might uh I might like his guard defense a little bit more than maybe you do. Um he is uh he's a nice shooter. I like the form. A lot of what he does is just mechanically sound. He's the type mm-hmm. of guy who who could step on your team and just like make an impact, be a player, a part of mm-hmm. your your system. Worst case scenario, even if he quote unquote busts He's still the type of guy who's going to always be in a rotation just because yeah. of all the things he can do. At I mean, like, there's these stats on. here. He shoots 70% at the rim. Yeah. With also being a 35% three-point shooter, um, shooting a lot of threes. He yeah. averages he, – he was averaging one turnover his whole career. I mean, it's just I – think, I think after the Kings getting Halliburton, they're just like – Maybe the safe guys, like I mean, I know he slid to him. Yes, yeah. we say what we say. He slid to him. They it was an obvious pick, but the other teams to make the obvious pick, so I don't think it's that obvious. Uh, I think he, they just this like I, okay, I don't know. let's every get at Halbert not like six. He fell to twelve. I, I mean, know. every year, every year we have a mock draft where a guy's at fifteen and is in the top eight. Or a guy's in the top eight and falls out. I mean, yeah, it every I, year. I don't know. Halberton though, like you. He was like everyone's favorite player coming into the draft, and then he just fell so far. So yeah, I mean, I think they'd be like, "Yo, we got Halliburton. He's the he's a safe guy who knows how to play basketball. Let's get another just safe guy who knows how to play basketball." And Franz Wagner, he's also younger than Corey Kisper. That's another positive. He has more time to develop. Um, so yeah. All right, so. If I'm not mistaken, Nico has Franz at number ten. No, so Nico, let me ask this question. Yeah. I am mm-hmm. the I am David Griffin. Okay, you come in and you have this layout of Franz Wagner, and I go, 
Okay, we got Zion, Ingram. We got mm-hmm. Nikhil Alexander Walker, or Naw, yeah. as I like to call him, just Naw. Yeah, um, too, man. And then Another we got Canadian show, my boy. Yeah, so we got. Oh, so you have you have him going ten. You have Franz Wagner going to New Orleans. Not yeah. have him going to Sacramento. Okay, I have someone for going to New Orleans too. Yeah, I just want to hear how Franz fits. Uh, New Orleans. I think I think if I'm New Orleans, the reason I'm I'd be comfortable with Franz there is because if I'm New Orleans, I'm looking to trade Brandon Ingram this offseason and get him somewhere else. I. Uh, my personal favorite place is the Portland Trailblazers and a Damian Lillard trade, but I think there are other options too throughout the league. Brandon Ingram and Zion don't really fit together. You can't have uh, three and a four who neither of them can really guard. That's not going to work unless your center is like the best center defender in the in the league, and you'd also need uh, like. Maybe Davion Mitchell makes sense for the Pelicans in the second round. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, he said Davion Mitchell falls in the second. Yeah, man, Davion Mitchell shouldn't get drafted in the first round. I'm bad, so I he's know. not good at I, basketball. I, I oh, that, that, sounds, like, that sounds like I'm talking. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. That was your take last week. Basketball. I'm I'm all in on this take. He's a good defender, but like what? Is he gonna is he gonna shoot Lucky his whole career? Because that's that's the only shot he's got. Yeah, like, I agree with I agree with um Nico. I think I think if when Sacramento picks Franz Wagner, the New Orleans is gonna get Corey Kisper. If Sacramento picks Corey Kisper, New Orleans is gonna get Franz Wagner. I think those two guys are gonna they're gonna be drafted at literally the exact same moment. Like they're gonna be drafted eight nine, yeah. eleven twelve. You're higher on his birth than I am. Well, I'm I'm high on guys who I think can come in and just provide for the team. I mean, what what, what do New Orleans need? They need shooting. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. They've been drafting. Uh, you look at the previous shows, they've been drafting point guard, point guard, point guard, point guard. That mm-hmm. are just high energy guys. No, just get the guy who's going to shoot the ball. I mean, yeah. and, or at this point, we, at this point, we do have a guy, James Booknight. But... I like James Booknight. I feel like they could go James Booknight. I'm just going to call them the twins. Friends of Ogden, Corey Kisper, the, the twins. They're either going to get James Booknight or one of the twins. Th- those are the guys they're going to get. I don't see him getting anybody other than those two guys. Nico, your, your, uh, your assessment of Ingram as far as player movement might be correct. You might just, you just have to move east. Yeah, he's leaving. Brandon was definitely leaving. I agree with that. He's out you of just, it. You have to move east, sir. Ah, that that's interesting. There's there's a few teams in the east I think could use him. I know I just, the team. I didn't say I didn't say far east. I just is the east. I'm not. I'm not. No slander. Well, I mean, I Portland. Did. You can't get more west. <laughs> yeah. True. Oh, move east from. Okay, I get you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right. Um, so we got Wagner, the twins, as like Kendall likes to call them. <laughs> the Davion Mitchell slander is so real. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to move to my 
favorite league pass team of all time because they had QP Sports Exchange Rookie of the Year preseason LaMelo Ball. That would be the Charlotte sure. Hornets. What are sure. we doing for my boy uh, Melo? Let me let me talk about my city real quick. I just want to talk about my city just real quick. Talk your shit right now, dog. I don't know. I don't know who we get. <laughs> That's, that's not a good take. You need that, to figure that, that out. You are on this but, podcast to have no, no. There's players that we could take. There's players that we could take. But they need a guard. I don't know. They who. need a forward. <laughs> they I need a center. They need it. They need it. What but is wrong? At eleven. At this high at eleven, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I like I, there's guys I want to say. Like if I say okay, I'm gonna throw some names out here. No, no, okay, I'll some- set you up. Hold on, I'll set you up. I'll set you up. Here you go. You you create or you get or you don't create. You actually un unjam the log jam you have. Cause you got both, right? At the guard and um mm-hmm. wing position. Okay. You have yeah. Rogier, you have Monk, you have Lamello, you got uh uh, Graham, you got on the in the on the wing. You got Hayward. You got Washington. You got uh, Bridges. Who who else they got over there? They got somebody else over there. I can't. They can't play basketball though. The Martin twins. Oh come on, man! I, stop. Zeller. Stop. Cody Zeller. Don't the goat. Listen, I don't care about Cody Zeller. I'm talking about Martin. The twins. most basic like, center why? in the league. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, right. start there, bro. See, but I'm scared because every time we draft a center, they're the most basic center of all time. Okay, I'm gonna say Kai Jones. Kai Jones. I'm saying Kai Jones. We're gonna get Kai Jones because we don't we're not gonna know what to do. We're gonna be confused. It's gonna be three seconds left on the clock. The guy that I want to get in Franz Wagner is gonna be gone. Uh, Moses Moody's gonna be gone. Uh uh, uh I, no, okay. Hot take, hot take. This is I didn't know I was gonna say his name this early. But at this point, John Kaminga's getting picked up. Oh, John's you want him in up. your hometown. I don't want him, but I think he's the best uh, guy. You, I, think I think he said you want him. I don't want him. I just think he's the best guy. I think he's gonna be better than Kai Jones because we need a big. Like we, that, there's no question about it. We need a, a power forward soon that can play defense. I would say Kai Jones. I mean, the only guys there are Kai Jones, Usman Garaba, and Jonathan Kaminga for me. So I'm going to say Jonathan Kaminga, and I'm done talking because I hate that we're the 11th pick, and I don't like it because everyone that I want is gone. I have I have another uh, big in this range, by the way. No, I'm not, I'm not taking that second rounder. I'm just saying right now, Ted, Kendall has season tickets to Charlotte. Hornets. If Jonathan Kaminga is actually the draft pick, oh my god, I'm never ever going to sleep because I will get text after text (laughs) after DM after GIF about how he is not good at. I mean, game three, I can see it right now. I can see it right now. This dude is getting like 16 minutes of burn. He's like, this is just wasted 16 minutes. Okay, honestly, I'll be honest. What the Hornets really need to do is just 
get rid of the pick at this point. I mean, if none of if okay, I'm gonna be if if Moses Moody hasn't fallen, if Corey Kisper hasn't fallen, if if Franz Wagner hasn't fallen to eleven, just trade the pick. There's no one here that I like. If Sagoon somehow gets picked up inside the top ten, which he most likely will, I mean, just just get rid of the pick because I don't think there's anybody here that they really want. I mean, that they really want or they really need at this point. Like their team is so confusing. I'm so confused. Uh, I I don't want to. Nico, take over. Make me happy again. <laughs> uh, well, for for Charlotte here, I I guess my uh, big board would also dictate them trading the pick yeah. because I have a guard here at number eleven, and yeah. it's Taylor guard, but it's the other one. I think Jared Butler is is a stud. I really like his upside as like a small guard defender, similar to the uh, Davion Mitchell thing, but he's got a better handle. He's got a better shot. He can drive to the rim better. The, obviously the medical is the big question mark with him. Um, I don't know anything about that. Uh, so in, it could really change his stock in the eyes of a lot of people, but I think Jared Butler is a, uh, is a really good player at that spot. But we both agree. If none of those guys that I just said fall, there's no point in drafting anybody at that Well, I have a guy down at 13. We all tease it that I think could be a fit there. But uh, it's probably going to drive you insane, so I'll wait. Jerry Butler is the best Baylor guard in this draft. No, sorry. That, that, that's a lot of slander. That's still a lot of slander. Shot. That's not. That, that might be too much slander. Okay, it's a, guys. It's a it's chasm. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's a, a big Grand Canyon shot. chasm between Jerry Butler and one Dave Young Mitchell. I'm, Yo, I'm here know, for I'm, all that heat. I think that. I think that might be too much. All that heat. That that might be a little too much slander. You want to know why I think it's too much slender? Because I what? think they both suck. <laughs> okay. They both suck. You're crazy. They're both going to be in the G League in two years, playing there, um, doing their thing down there. Davion Mitchell is going to stick in the league as a guy who plays about eight minutes a game as a defensive stopper like Chris Dunn or Frank Nilkina. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't want to have any Davion Mitchell. I don't. I don't want to see this you know guy. To I, hope, I hope. I hope he falls to the Lakers so you get him. You better shut oh. your face. You better shut your mouth. Uh, you better never pair that dude with my squad ever again, bro. He's going. He's going to the Lakers. Right. Just see, I ain't going to even try to get at you with these hands, bro. I already know about the MMA background, dude. I'm coming with like a pipe and like something with some pistons. <laughs> So I can have me in between you and whatever, but I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, yeah, Davion Mitchell is going. With a he's going to the Lakers. No, yeah. don't, don't. Yeah. Hey, don't yeah. be speaking that into existence, bro. Because that, no, mm, no, 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 no. All right. Oh, so now that we got that out of the way, where are we going next? It is it studio um, time. San Antonio. San Antonio time. Yay. Greg Popovich. He loves rookies. It's going to be great. 
yes, yes, yes. So, um, oh, I mean, they're another team where it's just like they got things they want to do. I mean, with us now knowing publicly now that they want to get, they're looking at getting rid of their two best players and DeJounte Murray and uh, the other guy. I don't even know his name at this point. He's just another guy. He's he's another guy. He's another guy. Okay. DeJounte Murray is the guy that they want to get rid of. So, I mean, if they get rid of that, I don't know what they get back, but if... if <sighs> I, I mean, they're another team where they just – they get – you never know with San Antonio. You just never know what they're going to get. San Antonio, Greg Popovich, he doesn't care if he reaches. He doesn't care if it's – like, he just doesn't care. He's going to get the player he wants. And with him leading that, I think he ends up getting a guy like Usman Garaba. I mean, that's just what I feel Greg Popovich would do. Um, or, or Usman Garaba, or if you want to say someone not as wild, Isaiah Williams. At twelve, uh, you know, I think Garuba consensus boards would probably have him higher than uh, Zaire Williams, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of agree. I like Usman as as a player to some extent. I'm not sure uh, what he does on offense. So a team like uh, San Antonio that has all this guard talent, even if you get rid of DeJounte Murray, they still have Lonnie Walker and Derek White and Kelvin yeah. Johnson. I know he's not really a guard, but he, he still has that ball handling upside. So Garuba could be a good fit on a team like that. And Pirtle and Garuba is an inside interior defense. Uh, note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that interior defense is insane at that point. I mean, it's just it's just with the Spurs, it's it's hard to even guess what they're even gonna do. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard to guess. What yeah, that's why I feel like almost everywhere has been mocking them, Shankun, up until recently. Yeah, yeah, Real. I get, yeah. Oh, Everyone I... just decides to give them a European and say Goon or Josh Duke. That's what I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bobby, you, have, be you haven't mentioned Josh Giddy's name yet, or. Or this next guy who we're gonna go over, but I haven't listened uh, to Josh name yet. I thought I did. Uh, he's not been on your list yet. I don't think. Oh wow! Okay, slander, <laughs> slander on Josh Giddy. I'm the biggest uh, Josh Giddy fan. I just don't think Josh Giddy is the white Penny Hardaway. A lot of these teams. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Here's, this is what made me not. Like, I ain't gonna lie, Nico, you made me not like Josh Giddy anymore for based what you said he can do. I ain't gonna lie. You made me think oh, Josh Giddy was I a player think... that I haven't watched ever in my you life. Know, I don't think Josh Giddy, again, we're gonna go back to this thing. I don't think he's a great player. I just think he, well, he could be good, but he's just, he's more fearless than I anticipated. I'll say this if San Antonio has a trophy, then Josh Giddy's on board again, Josh Giddy. And I'll say this as well. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna backtrack because it's my fault. Mm-hmm. If the Hornets see Josh Giddy on the board, I wouldn't be afraid if they took him either. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, yeah. I was actually thinking that's who you were gonna say to the Hornets. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, did, I, I totally just forgot Josh Giddy's name. I totally Which? just forgot. But he will be going 11 to 12. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about that. Everybody. No, that's all good. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right I mean, now. If Josh Giddy goes to the Hornets, my love. And my league pass will only belong to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, fair. Because I will be watching it. Oh, I'm sorry. I still like OKC. 
because I still like the potential, of, the potential of Scotty Barnes and Poku together. But a very, cool. very close second would be Josh Giddy and my man LaMelo Ball. Big ball of brand. Shouts out to LeVar on that one. But I would love <laughs> that. I would love it so much. I don't It'd be interested to see how they play together. I'll tell you that. I think they're both extremely smart, and I think they get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think they get it. Now, mm-hmm. you definitely, yo, man, whoever, like, the best defensive wings other other than the two threes or the one three slot, yo, you better have some good defensive players on that corner. Yeah, well, yeah. but you, you I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even off, off, the, side of the, off side of this, I always say about the Hornets. I honestly don't think we care about playing defense. I think we're just gonna focus on offense and just say, you know what, we'll worry about defense once we hit the playoffs. Let's just get some offense. Let's just score a thousand points. Let's have fun. Let's be a league pass team, and we'll figure it out later. Nico, it's min- it's mini Brooklyn without the <laughs> without the headliners. Yeah, well, Brooklyn, I think, might go and get a defensive vibe this year to kind of change it up so they're not relying on KD for all this stuff. But, I, man, I that passing, again, this is another situation where, like, if you add Josh Giddy to Charlotte, I think uh, Miles Bridges next year is going to average a million points just because he's got so many passers on the floor with him. So who's your guy? Well, I think also who's your guy that's going to San Antonio, Nico? Uh, here on uh, number twelve on my board, I have a guy who, realistically, coming into this process, I assumed I'd have him a lot higher. Uh, just watching him like, uh, on TV and stuff. But I have James Booknight as my twelfth ranked dude. I like what he can do with his handle. He's got. Some step back upside, he can pass the ball around decently, but realistically, I think he gets pushed around a little too easy and can't really get to his spots as as much as he'd like to. I also think his shooting form is a little bit jankier than I remembered it. Like, from certain angles, he can get it off easily, but other times his elbows flare out like crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I'm he He's got upside for sure but some of the problems in his game i'm not sure how solvable they are have you seen um like the workouts lately i the buzz the buzz around i have i've heard a little but not probably as much as you if you want to break it down yeah uh it seems that to the talent evaluators who have worked him out Mm -hmm. they are calling him an elite shooter Okay. Elite. Well, at times he looks like that. So, like, I understand. But part part of the problem is it's usually when he has space that he looks okay. When he's contested a little bit, he, like like I said, he likes this elbow flare-out where it almost seems like he's trying to keep his body away from defenders instead of trying to draw contact. And it causes him to have some wild misses. But he's he's so athletic that what's gonna happen is that somebody's gonna get with him and teach him mm-hmm. like the tricks of the trade of how to get that space open 
So you can teach yeah. that to him. Well, you know, I feel like he, you can't teach that too. Yeah. But James, well, I feel like, like you can. Space. Yeah, I think he can get space. I'm not convinced that's fully the problem. Like the fact and stuff. It's just when, like, when he can't get space in certain situations. I'm. He doesn't make the right decision, and I don't know if he's ever going to make that shot. So contested. I'm. I'm a little bit worried about it. and and it's kind of like basketball iq i guess that comes into uh, what concerns me about the, the way he shoots no i i get that i think what will actually happen is as as efficiency rises like yeah. shot gets better because you know not to take that shot right you pass it off you keep the ball yeah. moving until you if he, can, if he can do that, I I like I'd like it more for sure. And keep in mind, this was not the most talented UConn team. Okay, keep in mind yeah. this was yeah yeah, th- yeah this was like this was kind of Oklahoma stateish. Mm-hmm. You know, similar. Yeah, yeah. Not not that not quite as bad, but no. I would agree. No. Um, they had some injuries, the, and they had some guys who you know kind of flamed out, and the, and they just it was just bad. And he was kind of he wasn't left alone, but even the guys that they kind of depended on had had that kind of Chris Middleton effect. One game they're there, like in 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 uh, stores they're there, but on the road mm-hmm. they're not. And he had to just mm-hmm. do too much. Yeah. That is, yeah, I I gotta agree with that. I that part of the part of what might concern me though is like his game. I feel like would translate really well to an open gym and like a workout set. I'm not really sure that that like solved some of the problems I had with the kid. Um, that being said, when I just watched him on TV casually and stuff, I thought he was gonna be like a really good player watching him versus other players. So maybe it's a problem of over, uh, over analysis, but I don't know. He just concerns me. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I won't speak for everybody, but this is my guy in the draft. Last year, I honed in on De- Desmond Bain. This is my mm-hmm. guy this year. This is okay. my guy that I think that – because I've seen people have him at like 19, Okay. I seen him like after lottery, and I swear if he goes mm-hmm. after lottery, if he is in that like yeah. seventeen like, range, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if I'm trading, I'm, trading up. I'm picking up the phone. Yeah. Teams are trading yeah. up. If he gets outside that top fifteen, teams are trading up. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The one in the la la that has King James on it first. First of all, LeBron yeah. James doesn't know how to draft, so he's probably going to get Davion Mitchell. If he, this you know. is slander. Yeah. Stop talking about my boy like that. No, 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 no. What about Napier, man? It's the same player. Like, <laughs> I'm going to put LeBron loves his guys, man. LeBron loves his guys. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you right now. If we, a, I want I want James Booknight. I want yeah. James Booknight on, on the Lakers. If I can't have Pittsburgh, if I can't have Duarte, that's that's a guy, man. I think I think you're gonna get Duarte. Yeah, you're gonna get Duarte. If I get Duarte, I'll be I'll be super excited. 
but right. Book Knight is my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. Indiana is thirteenth. Okay. Now we got new oh, coach. I'm, talk. I'm so ready. I'm so. We got happy. new coach. We got Carlisle in the building. One of the smartest dudes on the face of the planet. You know what I'm talking about? We got Karis LeVert. Um, you know, hey, blessings to you, my brother. I'm glad that you came back from cancer. Um, we got Malcolm Brogdon. We got a healthy TJ Warren. Miles Turner will, mm-hmm. will be traded. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Miles Turner. It will not be rumored yeah. for much longer. He will be traded. Yeah, and you got Sabonis. So now with the 13th pick, what do the Indiana Pacers need? Kendall. <sighs> I'm so ready for this to happen. Um, I think they're going to get the guy you hate the most in this whole draft. I think this is where the state, they, a team pulls the trigger on Jalen Johnson. I think this is what happens. <laughs> okay. I think this is what happens. Okay. Go, go, break it down. I say this because, yes, yes, he didn't play a lot. Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, even when he did play, he didn't put up crazy numbers. Yes. We all know this. But I have one thing to say about this Duke team. At some point, you're 10 games in the season. You're losing. Your top recruit isn't getting more than 20 minutes a game. And your top recruit is coming to you and saying, hey, can I play basketball? I came here to play basketball. Coach K, shut up. You're old. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me play. And Coach K says, no, I'm leaving too. I am. And in the top 10, I wouldn't pick Jalen Johnson up. He's too much of a risk. Before a team like the Pacers, with Rick Carlisle, they're going to make the playoffs. So why not take a chance on a guy that's going to be on the bench, maybe get 10 to 12 minutes a game. Yeah. And he he might have the potential to be that scoring wing. Um at six nine. I mean he's athletic. He he can score. He he looks almost like a three level scorer. He has a nice solid ball handling ability. He's okay at handling the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I like what he can bring defensively. Um especially when it comes to rebounding the ball. And he's pretty damn athletic. Um, I gotta leave. I, I think this is one of the best right now. I can't even time. hear this. Like, I gotta just. I get, listen. I'm just going. I'm going. I'm going to bail out for a second. I'm just. I'll have a take. I, I'll right tell now, you. I need a second. Okay. I need to walk around. Hold on. Okay. okay. Um. Let me say one more thing. I was okay. say one more thing. My comparison to him and why I love him on the Pacers. Not not bubble him. Not him in the bubble, this guy in the bubble. But I think he has TJ Warren. He just TJ Warren potential. Mm. Mm. Okay. I'm being uh, a guy who can score all three levels and play solid defense that can handle the ball just yeah. enough that you can put the ball in his hands, maybe. Yeah. I, 
I, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, kind of basically the point with this pick for you is like the Denver Nuggets theory when they went and drafted like Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. or Bowl. Like yeah. just basically we're yeah. in a position where we should be good enough to make the playoffs last, mm-hmm. next year. We're rolling the dice on the guy with the highest possible upside. Yeah, I mean, I, he really probably has the highest ups- possible upside at this point. A 6'9 guy who can somewhat handle the ball. Yeah, I'll wait. Class. I'll wait till Vince gets back, because I went in a very similar direction with my pick. But it's it's yeah. a guy who's projected to go much later. Um, but I I kind of get that theory of it. Uh, Jalen Johnson is someone I I'm personally lower on though than than this. He's not in my top fourteen. We'll probably see him in my. Uh, first four or five picks on the next episode but he's got yeah he's got that upside but i'm worried that kind of like a low-key version of the davion mitchell problem he he does have the upside to score at three levels but i don't know which one of those levels he's going to be an elite scorer at he won't won't be an elite at any of them he'll just be yeah yeah okay so that that's kind of my like for for a player with that I'm gonna take in the lottery. I think I want to see at least one of those skills already at that level. Um, I I I get the the, <laughs> the kind of yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying by that, but also we didn't see him play because the coach didn't play. Yeah, him. yeah. So think, we never got to see him. Okay, I'm, develop that. Okay, this is just what he's really great at. Yeah, I I I get what you're saying though. Okay, Vince, Vince, come in. I, I, he went and gathered his breath. I think he's ready. This has been a very emotional you, episode. Listen, the reason why you the reason why you don't do this to to the Indiana Pacers is is twofold. One, um, I don't look at anybody on that team and go, "Yo, that's a that's a that's a ferocious leader," right? A leader of men, right? Not saying that they don't have leaders. I'm just saying they might have quiet leadership. They might have, like, you know, lead by example, dudes. Hold on. Give me a second. Go ahead. They got – and then here's the other thing. Kendall, I understand that uh, Rick Kyle was the Dallas Maverick coach. And I understand that you like – that's your team. Why are you trying to kill that man? Why are you literally no no yeah you are no 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 yeah you are you're trying to trying to assassinate I don't hate one of the smartest coaches in this league I don't one of the one of the excellent O's best excellent O's guys in this you are literally trying to kill him as a sleeper assassin they try to I'm not being an assassin I promise Manchurian candidate Manchurian candidate I in your voice dude yeah. I knew there was something. Um, I knew that's not what this, this is. It is not. I knew what this was. I knew what this was. Okay, I got it now. It's I got it. Is. Kendall it's is salty because oh, Luca is killing coaches. Luca, oh, Cuban is not running the mouth right, and da 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 da. And yeah, Carlotto needed to leave. And what? This is this is his like. This is his cleanse. Of the no, Dallas Mavericks, not. and the not. best way to do it is to literally assassinate Rick Carlisle by drafting Jalen Johnson 
That dude is a coach killer. Mark my words. That dude is a coach killer. I will state I will state this podcast on it. That dude's a coach killer. No, he's not. Coach K was, is old. He don't know what to do anymore. And it, what, is it, it, it's Coach what is Rick Carlisle? What is Rick Carlisle? What is Rick Carlisle? Rick Carlisle is a smart guy. Mitch Rick Carlisle is as smart as me. Oh me and Rick God. Carlisle connect on a different level. <laughs> and me and Rick Carlisle are freaking Jalen Johnson at 13. <laughs> Rick Carlisle is as, as disciplined as they come. As disciplined. One of the reasons why he's out of Dallas is because of the creativity and fluidity issues that were going on with his offense. He has the best point guard for him right now in Brogdon. And also mm-hmm. another facilitator in Karis LeBert. I actually do believe in his secondary playmaking skills to go along with TJ Warren and also a big yeah. man who passes like DeMonte Sabonis. And then you're mm-hmm. going to stick Jalen Grease, janky ass up in this team, dude. Are you kidding me right well, now? Let me see what, let me tell you what I'm doing. Let me Hold on, let me tell you this. Let me tell you. See, you weren't here when we were explaining. I didn't need to be here. You were talking about his athleticism and flexibility to play the two, three, four position. I'm not telling you. Let me ask. Let me say this. I understood his explanation. Let me tell you why. So, at this point, you got a 6'9 guy who's pretty athletic, a pretty solid scorer all across the floor with a little bit of a handle. Just, just okay. wait. Just, wait. just listen. Pacers, they're gonna be in the playoffs with this team next year. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're so, right. So, why not at this position take the chance, like the Denver Nuggets took? Yeah, by getting the six nine guy who can do a little bit of almost everything on offense. I wouldn't say he was a coach killer. I mean, yeah. if your coach isn't playing. Oh, he said wasn't. He said wasn't. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't. But I don't think Jalen Johnson is. The coach didn't play him. The coach didn't play him. You're a top recruit. Your team sucks. And the coach still doesn't play you. Whose fault is it really? The player. How? He's not getting Good. the minutes. No, Kendall, this is where you need to hold on. Fall back real quick. Kendall. He blew. He blew defenses' assignments. He blew them like a lot of them. I hold, don't no, 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 no. Hold care. on, bro, bro. Yeah, you gotta care. You gotta care when when a coach is telling you this is your position on the floor. This is the philosophy and the concept that you need to follow for the whole team team defense to work. You are the catalyst of this situation, and he literally says, "I'm not doing that." I I I'm not here. Oh, by the way, here's the quote. I'm not here to do that. Yeah, he's not here to do that. He's not here to play a role as a role player at a top of crew. I'm not talking about that. playing a role as a role player. I'm talking about play your position on defense. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, dude, if well, you want to, if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to torpedo anything that Indiana has going on, Definitely go ahead and draft Jalen Johnson. I think I think you're way way lower on Jalen Johnson than everyone else. No, he's a freak um, athlete. He's awesome. I listen as far as a player skill, what have you? 
here's the okay. Here's well, I'll go ahead and give the positive. This is the quintessential three and D wing, but special in okay. the sense of I don't think hold, he on, can. hold on. I don't think he, he hold on. He can pass. He can shoot it. Mm-hmm. He can dribble. Right. He can initiate offense. These are all things he can do. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if the whole game, if if the if the philosophy for Indiana to win is to have this like ball movement, whatever the case may be, and everything like that, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you guys think that Colin Sexton, as we talked last night in the chat, if you think Colin Sexton and Emmanuel Quickly are bad together, I'm telling you, Jalen Johnson by him stuck. That dude's gonna take shots. I don't think so. I think I think you don't like him a lot more than the rest of us. Um, yeah, you're lower uh, than I am. Yeah. You're lower than you're lower on him than almost everybody that is doing a Jumatra. And that's fine. I think everybody top twenty, but he's outside my lottery. That's I think, fine. I mean, this is this is the best team for him. The team that he most likely will barely see the floor his first. Actually, I, I'll tell you a better team for him. I'll tell you a better team for him. If you want to hear it, go. Go. I think he should be a New York Nick. No. I do. No. I think that Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau would be whipping his ass into Yeah, absolutely. I think he doesn't need that guy that puts his arm around his shoulder and what have you. He needs to have a thumb on him at all times. But how would that make sense if he didn't like playing with Coach K? Why would he like playing with? Because you're making you're making millions of dollars in the NBA. And you want to you want to be here for a while. That's why. Yeah, well, I no. I feel like different dudes are motivated by different things. So maybe he'd be more motivated to give a shit if he's having fun on the court. And also, he's in I, New York City too. Let's. I'm I'm playing to his strength. Let me tell you something about yes. that dude. That dude likes limelight. He one of the reasons why he went to Duke. But when he found out that he actually had to do stuff and be like a team member, oh, he was out. So I'm cool off that guy. That's fine. Listen, credit to him as far as a six nine athlete. He definitely has some defensive capability as far as um, weak side wing defending. He has some capability as far as shooting. I love shooting. Love it. I love his secondary ball handling. I love that he he can he can be if he wants to a good facilitator. But mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to. Yeah. I think you just hate Jalen Johnson. I don't hate anybody. I wish this man a I bunch. Think you of highly dislike him. I just think that I he. Think I think he needs to grow him. up. I think he needs to grow up and understand that there are things that are bigger than him. It's I not all Coach about K you. Grew, I think Coach K should have grew up and played him. And this is coming from a Duke wow. fan. Wow. I think Coach K should have grew up and played him. <laughs> played him in thirty minutes and shut up. Could, yeah, we couldn't disagree on a player more than that. Like I thought the. I thought the the Jalen Green thing was going to upset me more, and it did not. This this Jalen Johnson, <laughs> the other Jalen, is the one 
that pushed me over the edge where I had to leave my podcast. And Jalen is just chilling, not offending anyone. Shouts out to Jalen Suggs because he is he is so yeah, he's so solid. We love that dude. Yeah. That made me feel better, Nico. Thank you so much for making me feel better <laughs> by giving me my Wubby, which is uh, Jameson. Le'Veon Mitchell. Sh- shut your face. <laughs> no more talking from you now. <laughs> All right. So, we, so okay. So, Kendall says 13, Jalen Johnson. Jaylen Johnson. Okay. Nico, please be a good GM. Please, please. Oh, stick oh I think. I might piss you off with this too because oh my God. Uh, here we go. Am I leaving my podcast again? I'm, I just want to know. <laughs> I I hope not, because uh, I'm taking another guy who definitely does not pass. He could he has never passed in his life if he wasn't immediately going to get the ball back. I'm not even sure he knows he's allowed to do it, and that's JT Thor. I really like JT Thor as an offensive player. Besides the playmaking element of this game, he does a good job creating his own shot. He like he, his bag of tricks is shockingly deep for an 18 year old dude. He's got a nice release. He's got a little bit of a step back for four. He can get to the rim athletically and he shows power already. Um, overall, I think a team like Indiana would be a good fit for him, especially if you're trading a guy like Miles Turner, because Brogdon's a passer, Sabonis is a passer, TJ Warren's a passer. This guy's gonna get the ball in spots, but you're you're gonna need to teach him to do a little bit more in the passing game. Overall. You know, JT Thor is a mid second rounder. I I. Mm, Definitely disagree with you there. I'll be very it, sad. It's not a disagreement. It's a thing. He's a he's a mid six round. I I don't think so, my man. I seen like, has his draft grade. I seen like two mocks that kind of snuck him into the first round. This is a real. Listen, if I'm gonna tell you, we might just have to go ahead and name this the most hot controversial. Draft preview <laughs> special of all you time. You have a second rounder going Dude, in the lottery. Yeah, for real, bro. Like, what like, is going on lie. right now, dog? You got a second rounder in the lottery. Think, I don't think they. I don't think he gets past Houston at twenty two, twenty three. They oh. have both those picks, and I think he's a pick there. He's, he does. Nico, he's a mid second rounder. He doesn't play defense. Like uh, none. Okay. Like <laughs> that dude is Ole all day. Um, yeah, there there is some problems with him defensively for sure. God, I love uh, you. I love your positive. He's like, there are some issues. You know, there's some things that he. Yeah, there there definitely is. He he gets bullied by bigger players. He he like cat is often in the wrong positions in help defense. But when he does find himself in good positioning, he, he can help contest shots as he's not a rim protector. Don't, don't get me twisted there, but I think with his and, and stuff, he can at least be like a weak side contest guy. I know. Oh my. Also, he can kind of pick up. He, he's not going to guard guards ever, but he has the speed to guard, uh, smaller wings guys who no. aren't gonna like 
like get to the rim in the same way like a guy like James Harden would. James Harden would go through JT Thor. But I'm pulling a game. <laughs> like Norman Powell, I think he could do something like that. Okay, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a, a green room list right here. You have okay. picked him ahead of Usman Garaba, Davion yeah. Mitchell, Kai Jones, Josh Christopher, Cameron Thomas, Jaden uh, Springer, Greg yeah. Brown, Chris Dorte, Charles Basie, mm-hmm. Isaiah Jackson, Trey Mann, DJ Boston, Cameron Breeze, Sharif Cooper, I will Trey Murphy, David Duke, Julia, Deshaun Nix, Isaiah Todd, Deshaun Nix, Deshaun Nix, Joshua <laughs> Primo, Herbert Jones. All you those have, guys. Easy, man. I have him over Sharif Cooper. There you go. That's an easy one. Dude, are you, I mean, you almost better taking, like, Jerron Sharp. Anybody. You have a better taking – you might as well take anybody. Like, like, literally take anybody but him. Okay. Right. Okay, hold on, hold on, Kendall. Fall out real quick. Let me just ask this real, real quick question because I don't want to blow you up. I just want to know – what what's the best version of JT Thor? Like, no, don't give me a comp. Just just tell me like what kind of player is he gonna be? What what okay. what value he's gonna bring defensively at all? And then okay. how he fits into a team. So like is he the sixth man, seventh man? Is he a starter? Uh, I think he can be a starter. I think he he's the type of guy who can <laughs> Start on a team and not you're not going to worry too much about his ball handling role, but he does have ball handling upside to create his own shot. Realistically, he the hot the best possible version of JT Thor I think could be a good like a decent secondary scorer for a team or an elite third scorer for a team. Um, he he can basically add so much to your spacing as as just a dude and if he ever figures out how to pass i think offensively he he can make a big impact uh defensively uh, he's got to be in a switching scheme though that's the only way it's going to make any sense he can't guard most fours in this league straight up he's got to be playing against threes more often um, unless he's going to add a whole bunch of weight but i feel like a lot of the guys at the top of this class we're having that same discussion about and he is still 18 years old so he's the most likely to just pack on that pay that weight just by aging naturally and his form actually filling out your growth palette isn't done till till you're 25 years old and that's still 7 years away for this dude so he's gonna he's gonna be a different player now i think than he that or a different player in the future than he is now and just the upside of the shooting alone i think is is special this sounds like a thon maker story oh my god no that's what this sounds like Maker. This no, sounds like a no, Thon Maker story. No, because Thon Maker had to play the five and couldn't be on the floor if he's a five. Because everyone's going through Thon Maker. This is everyone's more, going through um, JT Thor. I think is, you just like his name. I think his name's cool. I can agree with you on that. Shout out Marvel Cinematic Universe. It looked it look good. I mean, soon right to the Question Point Pod Network. It looked yeah, great. It looked great. That name was great on the NBA roster, but I don't even. 
Honestly, I'm not even. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even get drafted and get signed after the draft. I think I think you guys are crazy on that one. Uh, you're thinking I, the whole. You're thinking every NBA analyst is crazy then, because he's a he's mid second no, round. No, like, you know, I had a hot take moving like moving Jalen Johnson down to 19, dude. You got this dude going from like 42 to like 13, bro. That's yes, nuts. I'm, like Nico, you didn't, you're saying everyone. In the mm-hmm. NBA world, is crazy. No, okay, yeah, I know I have him higher than than the consensus. I don't think everyone's crazy for having him, let's say, at forty. But you saying that he's not going to get drafted, I think, is insane. I, I, I don't think it's that crazy to, to say he might not get drafted. Yeah. Oh, I, there's no way he doesn't get drafted. I, I I believe because of the fact that, especially in the second round, you, they, they go like this. They go. Oh, he can score. He can get buckets, so we'll draft him. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it works out. I have no problem with him being drafted. I do have a problem with him going lottery. I have a problem. With, I have a problem with him going in the first round, honestly. But dude, lottery is just come on, man. Yeah, lottery. Man, that's I know, spicy. Hey, that, I know you're not a religious dude, but if I told you like the second coming came like right now, bro, hey, like hey, that would be the bro, same. No, he as a not religious dude, I believe that. I believe what you say right now. I if if he gets drafted at 13, the second coming will come on Earth that same day. I'm not lying. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get drafted up that high. I wouldn't in a mock draft. I wouldn't take him until, like I said, like the the twenties, the high twenties. But personally, based on the film I've watched to this point, I think the the things he offers you are special. And at his age and frame, I just think it's going to get better from here. I think but this here. You you want me to get even spicier? I think. A lot of why Sharif Cooper had the room to operate in the way he did had to do with JT Thor's gravity. Yeah, I'm obviously not saying like Sharif Cooper owes his entire career to JT Thor or anything. Sharif Cooper, I'll probably go over in the next uh, five to ten picks as well. But he, I, I don't know. I think JT Thor is a special, special dude. This is a Giannis story. This is a Bond Maker story. This is a Nikola Jokic story. This is a video game story. And I'm actually, I'm very interested at this point. Yo, I'm going to tell you right now, like last week, Kendall had the take that Jalen Green is not good about basketball. If JT Thor hits my man, my man in Canada, <laughs> listen, dude. I'm gonna tell you right now. I just want a piece of the money. I'm, 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 I'm gonna be yeah. your agent, but I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> this guy is gonna get an NBA job if if Thor turns into what he says he's gonna turn into. My man is getting an NBA front office job, <laughs> and I'm living. I, I'm telling you right now. I'm not even playing with this. I'm riding those coattails, and I am going to live <laughs> good, bro. I am going to live awesome. Uh, no, don't worry. I'm not going to the front office. I'll leverage that into more promotion for the podcast network where it's it's question point till the end. Loyalty is great. Thank you so much. That might be a wilder <laughs> take than my Jalen Green take. Oh, no. It's so wild. It's, yeah, it's pretty wild. wild. I, I, knew, wild. I knew it would be. I knew it would be coming in. No, he said something. 
and I did. I just because I was I was working on something. Somebody had sent me something. Um, because I'm I'm just getting the information right now. But yeah, he said it, and I kind of went, "Oh, okay." Like, and I then I kind of thought about it, and then you came on, so I just let it go. Yeah. Well, when he said lottery, dude, I. <sighs> Whoa, that's nuts, man. Hey, yo, yo, I just hey, wait. Wait until how mad Kendall gets when he hears who I have at 14. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so uh, let's go there. Um, this is the Golden State Warriors' second pick. Now, we had uh, – Nico, who would you have for them seventh um, before? Uh, I, had, I had Sangoon, but probably a trade. Okay, yeah. And then um, my man had Moses Moody. Kendall had Moses Moody. Okay, so because I like Kendall's – First pick better than yours. No, no slander, Nico. Because oh, I like oh, I like Sangoon a lot. They don't, yeah, they they wouldn't need Sangoon. Yeah. I just have him as my right. player. So Kendall pair Moses Moody and the Splash Brothers with their fourteenth overall selection in the NBA draft. All right, this is where things start to go in a million different ways. Because there, there, I'm, I'm looking at power these power forwards. None of these power forwards can shoot. This is what I was doing. I was looking at this. I'm like, none of these power forwards can shoot. Do you, not really any do you want a lifeline, sir? Do you want a lifeline? If you want to give me one, say it. I can just help you out here. Um, You can go ahead and, and offer 14 in a trade. Oh, yeah. But we're not doing trades. We're not doing uh, trades. Okay. Yeah, th- yeah, but if I were saying if they had to get someone, this pick was solid. Mm-hmm. No one traded anything. I'll tell you. I'll tell you another thing that they'll do then, if you want this. I know. I know. Well, I, I'll put it this way: his name has not been mentioned, and it probably won't be through through this process. But I will tell you, they're looking at a guard. They're yeah. looking at a guard. I'm about, to, I'm about to say his name. I'm about to say his name. I'm about to say his name. You, are so you, this guard I'm a, is I'm the a guard walk. that I'm a walk. that that none of us huh. can imagine. But this is the best guy. I'm gonna walk for this Warriors team right now. Um, oh, I can't even believe you said that. I'm crushing. Okay, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna fade out now. I, I mean, play. they could get another two guard, or they can get a point guard that <sighs> maybe the scouts just think better than we do. Maybe we're dumb. Maybe the scouts are right. But at 14, this guy, I don't think he can fall for the They're going to get – and I don't think I have to do wild takes. We talk about JT Thorlai at 13. But, okay, maybe you Davion Mitchell. It's not a wild take. Don't don't think it's a wild take at all. It's not wild it's at just, all. Yeah, we just disagree with the player, not the, not the pick. Can I just say this? And, I mean, I'm going to let you guys do your evaluation, all right? As you know, I, I I effort to get information on this podcast, right? I I do a Absolutely. ton of things. I'm working a lot, talking to people. I don't care who I talk to. It's almost like sheep. It's almost like I'm living in a communist country. I think I'm living in North Korea, honestly. When it comes to this dude, because everyone has him high and I ask why 
and all I get is the thing that always comes with a bust is he's a winner. That's what I got. And I can't stand it. I cannot stand that. He's a winner. Dude, this dude was supposed to be six foot two, six foot three. He's barely six feet. He doesn't have long arms. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care what his three-point percentage was. That was crap. That dude cannot yeah. shoot. By yeah. the way, if you if you are a wing defender and you run at him and he's in the corner three, 100, dude, he's going to shoot 10% from the corner three. Uh-huh. Guaranteed. That dude is not that good. His handle is not that good. But mm. people got this guy going seven. 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 Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know, man. It's insane. Bro. He might shoot, he might shoot even... 45% from the mid-range, and that's the end of my offensive okay. confidence. So, so basically, yeah. he's, he, so he's, he's literally six-foot DeMar DeRozan. Oh yeah, that definitely works out in the league. No, 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 no. He's worse. Than, he's worse than that player. That player yeah, would go higher. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all you guys are saying, but at fourteen, you can't let a guy like that. Oh, slide. Kendall, I'm not I mean, killing you. This is not you. Yeah, this is this it's is just crazy that they have him top seven. That that's just the, the, only the talent evaluation or or the people who are in the know or the people who are kind of helping the people yeah. making those decisions that I'm talking to. Yeah, they're all. But and, and the other thing is, is that every every time I ask for like a secondary thing, it's like Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, there's no way. You, come on, man. Are you watching basketball, bro? Yeah. Like, are you like, like yeah. really? I'm asking right now. Are you really watching basketball? Because if you're telling me he's Donovan Mitchell, we got a real problem with all of this. Yeah, all of this. Yeah, man. And my boy Book Knight is getting slandered. I'm gonna tell you if you take mm-hmm. if you take Javion Mitchell over James Booknight, you will rue the day. Yeah, fireable offense. I totally agree. You, your breakdown thing I was of, of, of Davion Mitchell is basically my breakdown yeah, of Davion Mitchell. Yeah, especially the breakdown. Like, is is the yeah. breakdown? And honestly, I I don't see like if they had him as the 11th best guy, I will understand. Mm-hmm. Anywhere outside the top 10, I understand. But to have him as the seventh inside that top ten at six foot as a guard, who's the best thing he does is play defense. Yeah, how how special can like, you be? What did he do better than Derek White when Derek White came out? And Derek White was a second round pick. I yeah, don't think like, Derek I White think is six foot five. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's six foot five. Exactly. Like, like, what does he do? Like even at that level, like I, I say this, I, even if his defense is all greatly. Recently, defense we've seen guys we don't know. Matisse Thibel stand. I love Matisse Thibel. If his defense is against Matisse Thibel at six feet tall, I don't get what that defense even serves a purpose for. Yeah, at six feet tall, you're so right, man. Thank you. And if he has amazing defense, even Thank you. if he has Matisse Thibel defense, he's still six feet tall. Mm-hmm. It won't matter. <laughs> for sure. And by the way, as far as a person. Davion Mitchell is a great person. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me let me great dial it back great. on Davion Mitchell on, on this situation. Great person. Um, good locker room dude. Wasn't the leader of that team, by the way. Just as FYI, there was another leader of that team. Um, 
Yeah. He is a he's a try hard guy. Um but it's the skill set for me that that holds it back. Okay, now that I've almost had a heart attack like 13 times during this damn this podcast. <laughs> Kendall, all right, man, I'm gonna tell you right now. Let's go ahead and end it with a bang. Who do you have at 14? He had Davion. Yeah, Davion. Oh, yeah, Davion. That's right. It's you. I'm so mad right now that the talent evaluator, the talent evaluators of the NBA are sheep. I'm so mad right now <laughs> that I forgot that Nico is Nico's turn. Okay, Nico. Yeah. You had Alperin Sangoon. I understand you said that that was your your big board. Yeah. You said you didn't really mm-hmm. think the fit was right. Okay, now yeah. at 14, who's on your I, I got a guard going here, and the guard, I think, would be a good fit, but uh, my boy Kendall had him much higher today. Uh, I have Keon Johnson at number 14 to the to Golden State. I think, like, I, I get some of what you're saying with the upside. I don't, don't really see it defensively. And then offensively, I, I got to question the shooting form. I also also the athleticism I think is a little overstated like I think he's going to be a good player and I like all the pieces but I'm just not sure like he's got anything elite all right now if you were the GM of the Golden State Warriors Hmm. I understand that that, that's your guy in the 14th slot but if you're the GM Hmm. of the Warriors you got Clay let's say you got Moody right yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to even say the other guy's name at seven because we just dealt with that. But yeah. you got Moody, you got Clay, you got Steph, you got Draymond, you got Wiseman, you got you still got the Tsunami Poppy who will not be there. You got Wiggins. Who would be a good mm-hmm. guy for them to pick up at this point in the draft? Well, I I actually wouldn't mind Keon Johnson as a fit there or your guy James Booknight if he's still available. I think they could use another guard. Realistically, Clay coming off two injuries, I think he's going to have to play more at the three. So having a guy who could play the two with Curry or be the initiator off the bench as well, I think could add multiple layers to the Warriors team and make them significantly better. I'll say this. Uh, if, they got, if they got Moody... In the seventh slot, yeah. I'm looking at like this is a this is a slot for Kai Jones, and I'll say why right now. I'm really tired of watching Kevon Looney look like he's about to die on the floor. Yeah, I want I really want that man to be able to live a good life after basketball, and I think that him running up and down the floor next year will probably put him in an early grave. I don't know why yeah. he looks like he labors so much. I don't know. Is that the worst player to ever start for a championship team? I think there's an argument to be made. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I was born a little bit before you guys, and there was a gentleman by the name of Mark Landsberger for the Lakers who started <laughs> okay. games. Okay. Um Ooh. Well, you know, I like so. uh, Kevon Looney started games in the finals, though. Yeah, so. no, my boy started games in the finals too, bro. Really? Just, just oh, as an FYI. Okay. Just as go. yeah, go check the film, man. Dude, it's grainy. It put it's a it's a it's a six foot eight blonde hair. Look like beach, like Newport Beach, like dude, just hanging out. Yeah. 
you know, the, hanging the OG hanging Chase Budinger. Yeah. Oh my God, no, not even Chase Budinger. I'm talking about like '70s style, like what was it, Hardy oh. Boy mysteries and stuff like that. Oh, I man, I think I found a new favorite player. I gotta go check this dude out. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so yeah, Kevin Looney. All right, so yeah, man. Oh, ooh. all right, so. You know what? We all have to end it there. Usually we get like overrated, underrated. We can't even do that right now. I'm too flustered. Um, yeah. I like, man, oh, I can't wait to put this up. Okay, guys, this is the end of the second installment of the NBA draft preview special. I am so glad that I could have Kendall all with me. Um, Kendall, welcome to the Question Point Pod family, man. We are so uh, blessed to have yeah. you. Thank you for joining. This is something that we waited to say. We wanted to say it on the air to you. Um, Kendall is going to continue this. This he's going to continue this role of being kind of the guy who handles you know prospects along with Nico. Uh, Nico is also going Mm -hmm. to be doing something else as far as this concerned. Um, He'll be doing a sports betting pod. So both of them will have the hats of the collegiate and draft prospects, but. uh, we have two resident draft experts on the staff now. So welcome, Kendall. Hey, hey, guys. I'm happy to be here. Oh, for sure, my man. JT Thor, top 13. Hashtag, hashtag JT. I'm, I'm hashtagging that out. I'm telling you right now. Go for it. Go for it. I'm, I invite all of the slander. I'm going to go ahead and also put like Davion Mitchell slander up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> folks love Davion Mitchell. I mean, Davion Mitchell isn't great, but I'm still taking Davion Mitchell over JT Thor every day of the week. I mean, yo, for real, I'm with you, Kendall, but I'm here for all the smoke that's about to happen. And come our Ooh. way, man. I don't even I, know what our DMs and I don't know what our Twitter uh, mentions and, and, and uh, comments are going to look like at this point. Yo, JT Thor over Keon Johnson. I'm I'm here for all the hate. Make oh America make America great <laughs> with JT Thor at 13. That's my dude. I think that's my tweet. I think that's going to be my tweet when I put this up. I'm gonna say, "Make America great." JT Thor at 13th overall NBA draft. I don't even know what's going to happen, but I'm going to put it up. Uh, go for it, man. <laughs> I, uh, as, as a Canadian, I'm excited that I can help make America great. That's right. Absolutely. All right, guys. We're, we're going to get out of here, but the, the next installment will be... Let's go ahead and push it out. We'll we'll kind of go more rapid fire because of the fact that, you know, from here on out, unless there's somebody with a real hot take. Let's do mm-hmm. let's do fifteen through fifteen through twenty-five. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna do like the last of the first round like the next week. And then our kind of like guys that we're looking at like in the second round, like we going like, you know what, he's a player. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that sound good? Does everybody kind of agree with that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's- I agree. That's cool. Listen, before we go, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm gonna pull the the this the the curtain back a little bit, and I'm gonna give these guys some credit. Um, these guys have worked tremendously hard. Um, they have put mm-hmm. 
they put a lot of hours, a lot of late hours into getting this together for you um, and looking at film and looking at um, getting the evaluations from people and, and, and getting information um, fed through, through me to them as far as that's concerned. So these guys are putting in long days to get this out. So I just appreciate their time and their effort in this uh in this experience. So guys, you guys go on and have a great day. And we are yeah 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 on <laughs> Yeah.